Welcome to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I am Todd Graffinini along with my partner, John DeShazer. We are completing day six of New Orleans Saints training camp. As you can hear, we are live at the Oshner Sports Performance Center on the field as practice is about to wrap up. JD, uh, just some quick observations of what you've seen today. Well, I thought today's practice was probably a little bit more physical than the coaches would have liked. You've seen some guys on the ground, and I think that's one of the things Coach Payton was talking about yesterday was that they didn't have a lot of guys on the ground. Um, but we saw, you know, some guys, you know, in some pileups. And, you know, I understand this football is a contact sport, but you don't want to make – you want to make sure that no one gets injured. Uh, I thought uh, defensively, I thought it was another pretty decent day for the guys on defense, especially in the one-on-ones, which I consider to be the hardest drill there is. Uh, you saw some standout play uh, from the rookie defensive end, Peyton Turner, who has flashed these last couple of days. Uh, the rookie cornerback, Paulson Adebo, seems to be coming along. So all, all good things for the Saints. You know, no question. And I also think today, especially during team drills, it's been a little bit more run heavy. And we've seen some nice runs uh, by uh, three or four of the running backs, but most of it had to do with the solid blocking up front. Yeah, when you've got an offensive line like the Saints, especially the starters, uh, even though Ryan Ramchek probably got a vet day today, but you got that cohesion out there and you expect to see some decent running. They like to be able to run the football. Uh, we saw a lot of toss sweeps in this one. Uh, some guys, some of them run between the tackle, but I thought the big gainers were the toss sweeps. I thought they did a good job of blocking on the edge. Uh, one of those toss sweeps, the rookie receiver, Kawan Baker, made a fantastic block to spring a runner so I think you see these guys you know another install that they're working on and that's the run game well I think a big storyline after we wrap up practice here in a little bit was we had a Will Lutz sighting the Saints kicker who has been on the non-football injury list made his first appearance during camp and didn't miss a beat he was six for six anywhere from 35 yards to 45 yards with a pretty stiff left to right wind in his face. Yeah, Coach Payton said it was a soft tissue injury. He said it wasn't going to last very long, and certainly Will Lutz came out, and the biggest thing with the kicker, I think it was a growing issue. You want to make sure it's totally healed because if it's not, if it's aggravated, it's something that can continue to aggravate for a length of time, and the Saints were so confident that it wasn't going to be a lengthy thing that they didn't even bring in another kicker. <laughs> so, you know, to have him out here is a good sight. To see him out here, especially in full pass, out here kicking. Now, we did not see Traquan Smith out here today. Uh, he left practice early yesterday inside. We also did not see Keith Washington. They did sign another cornerback, so we'll see what happens with those two, their injury status. Yeah, the, uh, the cornerback depth is, is critical on this team, so you bring in another one to maybe have to replace Keith Washington and get some snaps right now. Uh, to not see uh, Deontay Harris and not see Traquan Smith. You know, obviously you want to see those guys out on the field, Traquan Smith. Hopefully it's not something that's going to last extended. And Deontay Harris, we're not exactly sure why he wasn't here. But, of course, you know, he's going to figure prominently into the passing game this season. Well, we just saw our second interception. We're doing a live podcast here. We just saw our second interception of camp as uh, Ken Crawley came away with an interception going up against the rookie, Juwan Baker. So, again, uh, Scheduled to be back outside tomorrow, J.D. Uh, just your thoughts. Again, I think the good news is so far it's been a pretty uneventful camp. 
Yeah, and that's the main thing. You want to get in the work. You don't want guys to be hurt, as I see a couple of guys on the ground right now. <laughs> but you, you want to get in the work. You don't want guys to get hurt because it's a critical time. Uh, this is thuds. they full pass, but it's not full contact. It's just thuds. You want to make sure you hold guys up. You want to be safe with your teammates because, heaven forbid, you roll up an ankle out here in these drills where you really shouldn't even be on the ground. So that's the best thing is had a couple of mishaps yesterday. We mentioned uh, Keith Washington. We mentioned Traquan Smith. But other than that, it looks like it's been fairly injury-free. All right, J.D., great analysis as always. And we also have some guests here today at the Oshner Sports Performance Center. The NFL Network is broadcasting live over in the corner. One of those is Brian Baldinger, former lineman. We are going to talk to him in just a little bit. Stick around. Very pleased to be joined by NFL Network's Brian Baldinger of NFL Total Access, hashtag Baldy's Breakdowns, big time stuff. Welcome to New Orleans. If you bring this weather with you in August, you are more than welcome to come back anytime, sir. Thank you. I know it was like a cool day. It was kind of overcast for the most part and the temperatures were down. There was a little bit of a breeze out here. It seemed almost livable, you know, almost civil out here, Todd. No question about it. All right, let's get right to it. Um, this is your first time out here. It's the first time that you have seen a New Orleans Saints team, mm -hmm. obviously without Drew Brees at quarterback. Just your initial thoughts on what you saw it here today. Well, I told you know I told, I told Sean today that it just felt like it was a void. Like I I've never come here and not seen Drew Brees and not be mesmerized by just how he processed everything. But the, the, you know they're prepared for that, so it was good. It was good to see Jameis and Taysom and Trevor and these guys. You know just throw the football. And just play quarterback. I mean, Jameis has played a lot of football in this league. We know what his Achilles heel has been. And so, and we have seen Taysom when there's been injuries. You know, over the last two years, it was probably the beginning a little bit of kind of transitioning from Drew. And, you know, he missed a bunch of starts in 2019. And Teddy came in and went undefeated in last year. So, they, you know, they played well. And I always, without Drew, when he's been injured, and I always think that's the sign of a, of a really good team when you can win without your Hall of Fame quarterback. You have always been very complimentary when you're doing your film study and you do a ton of film study on Sean Payton's offense. Now, obviously, Drew Brees had a lot to do with that. But can a system help a quarterback as well, like we saw with Taysom last year and Teddy Bridgewater a couple of years ago? Well, I think that's a challenge for Sean and his staff is to maximize the strengths of Taysom and Jameis in whatever combination that they play, they're both going to play. Uh, you know, who starts, we don't know. Um, and there's a lot to be, a lot to decide to make that determination. But, you know, it's, it's not going to be the spacing that Drew Brees had. And he could just go through these progressions like a Ginsu knife. It's not fair. Not fair to give either one of these players the same offense. So it's going to be different. But it's still going to be the same in some ways I mean Sean made a commitment to the run game years ago uh, whether it was Mark Ingram or Latavius Murray and Kamara I mean there was a, a real commitment to it and it was it was good they really emphasized the run and stayed with it a lot and it really benefited them as they won four straight division titles so I think it's still going to be a big foundation to everything that they do one more quarterback question and then we'll move on you know I very interesting because Taysom Hill addressed the media a couple days ago when he came over here at the podium and he didn't have his pads on. He was noticeably thinner. And look, 
this is a guy who's basically a human tank. We've seen him the last mm-hmm. few years. He's played fullback. He's played tight end. He's been the punt gunner. Mm-hmm. He has tailored his workouts to be strictly a quarterback now. Mm-hmm. Do you think if he does not win the job, he'll be able to go do other things as he has in his entire career? I think he'll be able to do some of them. Um, you know, the size made him special. I mean, just how rocked up he was. There's no question, though, that quarterbacks need a whip, and it's a lot easier to throw it if you don't have all this, you know, this chest muscle and biceps, you know, kind of having to deal with it. I mean, I've, you know, you watch the Bradys and Mannings and these guys, they're just a whip. You know, it's not about upper body strength. So I think that was the smart move, but whatever role that he ends up getting, I think he'll be able to adapt. Talking with Brian Baldinger here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm going to go to a topic that you know and love, offensive line. There have been so many new faces on both sides of the football on this team. The one constant in this camp has been the offensive line. And I think the best news during these first six practices is you really haven't mentioned any of these guys. That's consistency, and they're doing their job. Yeah, I mean, they're one of the – I think I counted – four teams in the whole league that are bringing back their five starters from a year ago. And I, I was around Cesar Ruiz a lot in the offseason. I mean, he he stripped himself down, then he built himself back up. And he even Teron Armstead said he looks a lot different to me. And so uh, I thought Teron Armstead finished the season, maybe the last six weeks of the season, as the undisputed best left tackle in football. Like, he was on a mission. What he was doing uh, in the run game was just uncommon. And so I think – you know, I think he really – he believes that he can be the league's best. And you might have to be the league's best. I mean, you're not going to have Drew Brees throwing it anymore. And so you may, you're going to have a different guy back there, and you want to give that guy, whoever it is, the best chance to succeed. And the better he is at left tackle, the better the quarterback, I think, just is, is going to have a chance to be. Yeah, and having Armstead and, and Ramchick on the bookends, I mean, that's, just, that's big. And you talked about it earlier. And Sean Payton reestablished that running game with Mark Ingram a few years ago when that run of uh, four straight division mm-hmm. titles began. It's going to be huge again, whoever the quarterback might be, to take a lot of pressure off of him. I think it will be. I mean, you might see more play-action passes like some of the other teams in this league have gone to to try to get the ball down the field for the deep shots and just really selling Camara. I think you'll see maybe even a different type of role with Alvin. As, as varied as it's been for him, um, I can see him off play-action passes being the number one receiver, where he's the check down but the number one. I mean, I just different things, different ways to get him the ball, to take advantage of the athleticism of their offensive line, McCoy and Caesar and the way that they run, you know, to get them in space. So I think it's going to look different. And it may not be, you know, the best offense football. But I know the defense, and I know you're going to get to it here, but, you know, they, they already are on a mission to take the ball away more and to get more at-bats for this offense, knowing that it's only going to help them. Yeah, and great segue, uh, Mr. NFL Network there, Brian Baldinger. Yeah, let's talk defense. Um, it's obviously the Saints have wanted to, to bring in the prototype type of lineman. Now, you know, you lose Sheldon Rankins uh, and you lose Malcolm Brown. But you're starting to see these six, 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 seven guys, especially on the end. And Peyton Turner's one of them, the first-round draft pick. 
He had another really, really good practice today with a couple of sacks. He had a PBU yesterday. So they're bringing in these prototypes to try to rush the passer. Well, I think Peyton Turner knows he belongs. You know, I mean, I see still, I mean, it's early and all that. But, I mean, I, you just talked to Cam Jordan, and Cam Jordan's like, I'm the shortest defensive end we have. You know, these guys, I'm looking up to all these guys. And so, Tano Passignon and comes in from Kansas City. I mean, they've got a body type here that's 6'6", 280, 290, and Cam Jordan is in that realm. I mean, you know, and I said, look, I can see a, a real NASCAR package here where you're going to get four defensive ends rushing the quarterback in those situations. And, and Cam Jordan's like, I'm going to get five. I want five guys in there. And so, I, you know, the Giants won with that group, um, you know, back in 2007. And, and I'm not saying that this is O.C. and Strahan and all that yet. But, you know, that's going to be their st- a real strength to this team. And they're all tall. They all can get their hands up. It all makes it tough for the Tom Brady's of the world when they get hands in their faces. And so I think it could look a lot different up front for this defense. One final one for you, Brian, before we let you go. And again, thank you so much for your time. I would be remiss if we didn't talk about this with someone who played in the National Football League. It's a big weekend for the NFL. It's Hall of Fame weekend. Coincidentally or not, we have two New Orleanians going into the Hall of Fame. Offensive lineman Alan Fanick, who, of course, played at LSU, and Peyton Manning, who, of course, went to Tennessee, long-time career, two Super Bowls. But... How awesome is it to have two New Orleanians going in at the same time? Well, it's awesome because they, they earned it. They, they really did. Peyton was a walk-in candidate. Um, but, you know, I, I don't, you can't really tell the history of the NFL without talking about Louisiana football. You just can't. You know, I mean, all the different parishes and the communities and, you know, the Marshall Falks. I mean, just the players that have come out of here, out of Louisiana, Bradshaw and Burt Jones and all the guys that continue to, to come out of all the different programs, high schools and colleges, Division One programs, and LSU, of course, and, you know, and then the Saints. And so to see Fanica, they're going to honor, you know, they'll honor New Orleans in the football that gets played. I, I used to say that like, I would, if I was running a football team, I would have a separate scout just for the state of Louisiana because football is so important to these people here. Uh, and it always has been who that uh, all the way through and so to the high school football ranks so my hats off to both those guys They're, they they earned their trip to Canton and I'm looking forward to their speeches no better way to end the podcast Brian Bolger yeah, thanks, thanks for joining us safe travels back we'll see you down the line we will talk on Friday it is the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek